This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments, and your financial situation in general. And as always, we are coming to you from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. Yes, we are coming to you from what I guess is just like the center of the universe. And we've got an unbelievable show for you today on the podcast. I want to get right into it, but before I do, a public service announcement. If you've got any questions or comments or any topics you'd like for me to speak about, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman, and that is spelled A-A-R-O-N-K-A-T-S-M-A-N, one word, aaronkatzman.com, www.aaronkatzman.com. So... I had to go to the dentist this morning. Now, what does that have to do with finances? Well, I'll tell you in a second. Now, I assume most of you are like me, and you've got that, you know, you look in your calendar, your Google calendar, your Outlook calendar, and you've got that date highlighted, cleaning at the dentist. And you, you know, you don't pay too much attention of it, but, you know, as it gets into that same month where it's supposed to be, your eye sort of goes down and scrolls down, you see that, and you get that sort of sinking feeling and you hear that little drill starting to go in the back of your mind. And then as it approaches, you still don't do too much. And then the night before, the night before you are to have your cleaning, all of a sudden you whip out the dental floss. And you floss and you floss and you floss and you brush your teeth. You know why? Because you don't want to make a fool out of yourself when you go to the dentist the next morning. You don't want that hygienist to say, oh, you really got, you know, you're bleeding. Why are you bleeding, sir? Because you don't floss enough, right? None of us have ever done that. We never try to cheat the system when it comes to the dentist, right? You could, you know, it only took me. Well, I started to floss. I know too much information. But I went like six years between dental visits. And that's because I chipped a cavity. So I had to get it filled. And then I came in and, oh my God, was I bleeding. And they were saying, you got to take care of your teeth. And I'm like, you're right. And I'm getting older and I better do it. And they like scared me saying I'm going to have to have some kind of procedure. And I was pretty good since then. But nonetheless, old habits die hard. When you get into that chair, you don't want to completely lie. So, oh yeah, I floss all the time. Just last night I flossed. Of course, the problem is after you floss, you decided, you decided to have that little piece of meat and you ate the meat and you know what happens, it gets caught and then you like, you know, well, I was watching the game and I fell asleep and I woke up in the morning and I brushed and I forgot to floss because why floss again when they're going to do it for you at the end of the cleaning? And, you know, she starts picking and voila, out comes a nice little chunk of meat between your teeth. And she's like, are you sure you're flossing? And I I floss. I just, you know, I had a little screw up. What on earth does going to the dentist? I'm going to save you the drill sounds because I really don't have any special effects on the podcast. Zero. So we don't want to torture you enough. But enough of the den- dentist. But what does having to do, going to the dentist, have to do with your finances? Well, oftentimes, because you wait to the last minute, you really don't take care of anything until the day before you go to the dentist. So too. People who come to me, I so often see people who come for an initial meeting 
And I was like, uh, you know, I brought my papers. I couldn't find everything last night. I tried to put everything together, which means until last night, they had no clue. It was just a mess. And it's the exact same thing as the dentist. Well, do you have your uh, do you have your IRA account? No, I forgot that I couldn't. You know, they changed my password. They changed my password. The firm changed my password. I just can't get in. It's the same thing as like the, yeah, oh, I, I floss all the time. Well, why do you have like a bucket of blood coming out of your mouth? Well, I don't know. You know, maybe it's just the floss. The floss must be bad. <laughs> Miss hygienist. It's the same thing with people's finances. And it shouldn't be, right? It's unfortunate that people's finances end up like their visits to the dental hygienist. You're listening to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm Aaron Katzman, your host. Feel free, as always, if you've got any questions, comments, or topics you'd like me to speak about in the future, to shoot me an email at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman. That's one word, aaronkatzman.com, www.aaronkatzman.com. So it isn't so complicated to have a health a healthy mouth and a healthy financial situation. Believe it or not, you got to make the segue. You got to connect the two, right? That's where you're listening to the financial wonders of what comes out of my mouth, right? The, the, the unbelievable, like, you know, we're coming to you from the spiritual capital of the world, but it's also to be the financial capital of the world. So I try to mesh those two topics and we're speaking about how to have a healthy financial situation. Now, over the last couple of days, I actually helped counsel four families, try and get out of debt and start living within their means. Now, I was speaking with one of my colleagues here in the office, and we came to the conclusion that you can sum up personal finance in nine words. What are those nine words? If you don't have the money, don't buy it. Yes, the same advice your like grandmother, your great, great, great grandmother said is the key to personal finance. Again, if you don't have the money, don't buy it. Okay, many people say that they made they had they made a lot more money, they'd be able to save or invest. But you know, I just don't make enough money. I have such a small salary, it's impossible. But you know what? There are also plenty of people who make like super, super large salaries and they still end up in overdraft or minus. They got credit card debt at the end of every month. You know why? What's the reason for that? Because they've got no clue, ladies and gentlemen. They've got no idea whatsoever how much money they're spending or where on earth it is going. I meet with people. I once met with somebody who was given a gift by their parents, a European parents, and they were giving a million dollar gift and that was supposed to get them through like five years. And you know what? I got a call after like 18 months saying, well, you know, we got this gift. They told me the whole story. We've got left $150,000. I'm like, you went through in 18 months, $350,000. How did he do that? Remember that movie Brewster's Millions where Richard Pryor had to spend like $100 million in 24 hours or else, I don't know, something bad happened to him and it was a real slapstick comedy. We were all laughing, not. How do you go through so much money? You know why? Because they've got no clue. So the first step, if you want to make financial order, is to make a budget, right? Nothing, I'm not saying anything that's like, wow, that is, you are incredibly smart, Kansman. No, just make a budget. When you know what you're earning and what you're spending, you're going to be shocked to find that there might be something left at the end of the month. Oh, go. Hey, Martha, go figure. We got a couple bucks left over in the month. When creating a budget, make sure though that it's realistic. 
matches your lifestyle, and then it leaves plenty of room for extra expenses that pop up regularly, like the kid needing glasses because his sister stepped on them because they were fighting. I'm not that got no, I don't just made that excuse up. Or your fridge broke, right? Add a monthly savings goal to the budget. Maybe make that as your first line item in the budget. Ooh, pay yourself first. That should lead off your budget. Nobody said it's easy saving on a salary, Israeli salary, American salary, Singaporean salary for that matter. But as with most things in life, it's going to be accomplished with hard work. You know, I met with somebody, um, I think it was last week. He was in his early 70s, and he told me he had hit, like, financially rock bottom in his early 50s, and he had nothing left, and he decided just, like, to pull himself up by the boots, and he started saving. He never made a lot of money. I think he said his average salary is between, like, 50 at the low end and $95,000 a year, and you know what? He came to me now 20 years later, and he said, you know what? I've got no debt. And I just sold my home. I've got $750,000. I'm like, huh? He goes, yes. Yeah. So I figured he was going to make like $250,000 a year. He goes, no, my, my highest salary was like ninety-five dollars or $100,000 a year. You know why? Because he made a point. to. He realized he was up the creek and he was getting older. And he had nothing. wasn't in for any big inheritances or anything like that. And he had to do it himself. And he started saying, he says, I didn't, I didn't like um, starve myself and I didn't. You know, I went on vacations, but I was just careful and I made a budget and I knew where my money was going and I made sure that I paid myself first and I, I put money in my 401k every month and voila, he's got $750,000 20 years later. It's not magic, listeners. You can do it. Why can't you do it? Why can this guy do it? You can do it. Just start, right? Make a budget, start saving, but you can do it, Right? Let's let's connect this. We already started off with the dental uh, establishment. Let's connect this to losing weight. But before we do, if you got any questions or comments, as always, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com, www.aaronkatzman.com. We're speaking about how to create a financially healthy situation. Right, You floss in order to make your teeth healthy. What do you do to start losing weight? Well, it's self-discipline, right? We eat healthier food. We limit how much we eat, but we also exercise, right? But if you say, you know, I want to lose 30 pounds this year, and then you ask, well, how are you going to do that? I don't know. I just want to lose it. I'm not going to eat for three months. I'm just, you know, that's pretty easy. It's not too hard. I'll just starve myself for three months and I'll lose 30 pounds, then that's it. What's going to happen to that person? They ain't going to, they're going to fail. They're probably going to put on weight. In fact, I can speak from personal experience. I've actually lost about 22 pounds over the last uh, three or four months. Woohoo! Give it up. Yeah, Katzman lost 22 pounds. Yahoo! Anyway, I lost that. You know how I did it? I didn't even like say you can't. Yeah, I'm not off of sugar. I'm not off of cookies or cheese danishes or any of that kind of stuff. But you know what? I'm just smart. I sort of, I don't, I, I keep track of what I eat. Just like creating a budget. Once you do that, you're like, oh, I didn't eat six pieces of chicken last night because you become accountable. You write it down. So I had a piece of cake. Okay. And I had a half a bowl of frosting. Okay. But you know what? I didn't eat four other things. And at the end of the day, I had I, within my caloric uh, levels that I'm allowing myself, 
I exercise a little bit, drink a lot of coffee, and there you have it. It works, believe it or not. You don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to do any of those things. You just live normally and keep track of things just like you want to keep track of your budget. Right? Getting back to that person who's got no plan and wants to lose 30 pounds, right? You might lose quickly a couple pounds, mostly water, right? But if you decide to eat a pan of brownies on a Sunday, on a rainy Sunday when you're watching football I, and, drink, and, and, and wash those down with a beer, chances are those extra kilos, uh, you know, extra pounds, they're not going to stay off for too long. Go figure, huh? You eat a pan of brownies and you drink a beer and you don't lose weight. Hmm. That's odd. <clears throat> Budgeting's the same way, right? If you create an unrealistic budget, you're going to save less than what your budget calls for. You're probably going to become really, really frustrated and resort to your old ways and you spend a lot more. The next thing, right? Every time you're about to make a purchase, consider whether you actually need to make that purchase. That's what the guy that saved $750,000, he told me that. He says, you know what? I would always think twice. I actually, he said, I wrote it down. Every time I had to buy anything, I wrote it down. Do I need it or do I not need it? And then he decided, and that's a great way to save more money, right? Just because your neighbor decides to take the whole family away to a five-star resort for winter break or for summer vacation doesn't mean you have to. If you don't have the money, Visa won't take care of it. There's nothing wrong with spending money that you work hard for. Just do it responsibly. Like drinking. You don't have to always get drunk, as the ad says. Just drink responsibly and don't drive. Another public service announcement. Start small, right? Don't don't hesitate. Don't think you have to be a millionaire to start investing. Even if you've got, you know, an IRA with $20,000, $25,000, $30,000, or your joint account with your wife that's got some wedding money in it of $30,000, invest it. Don't just let it sit around earning zero, right? You've got to start somewhere, start small, and work day by day to improve yourself, improve your financial situation. It's not going to happen overnight. You've got to work at it, but it's not that hard, right? You can take care of your teeth by flossing and brushing on a daily basis, and, and your gums won't have diseases, right? You can lose weight just by being careful about what you eat. You don't have to deprive yourself. You don't have to starve yourself. Just be smart. The same thing with your finances. Be smart. Know what money's coming in, what's going out, where it's going from, going to. And make sure you pay yourself, that you always put some money into savings. That's the key. You're going to be healthy financially. You're listening to the Aaron Katzman Show. We're here to speak about your life, your money, your investments, and your general financial situation. For any questions or comments or topics that you want me to talk about, Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il, Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il, or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com, www.aaronkatzman.com. That's it for now. We'll see you soon.